Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 112, and it's entitled A New Year, A New Season, A New You. And it, first of all, Happy New Year, guys. Today is, today is the first day of your life. I know that phrase sounds very cliche, but it is. And it's a time for a new season. It's a time for a new you. It's a time for whatever it is that you want to create in your life. It's like when a fresh snowfall covers over all the stuff that was there before. There's a brand new endless blanket of snow, infinite blanket of snow, to create whatever snowman you want to create in your life. Now, I don't know about you guys, but towards Christmas, the end of the new year, and it really causes me to reflect on, you know, many times not being where I want to be, you know, not, not having the family that I want, not having the, you know, the, the girl that I really want to be in my life, not having any of those things. And, and so it's interesting when I, when I really sit and think about it, we, we have different ways to look at the different seasons of our lives. I think for some people, it really is. It's that time that it's like, well, tell me what I like, I want to focus on all the things I haven't done this year. Now, first of all, it's important to focus on all the amazing accomplishments that you made. Because you know what? We never see that. We, we generally want to focus on, oh, well, I have to do better in this. I have to do better in this. I have to do better in this. There's something really good also about saying, well, what did I get done this year? What, what, what was it that I'm really proud of this year? You know, and sometimes it can be the littlest of things. It, it's, but it's big for you. It's like last night, I, I happened to be at my, uh, my, my sister's house right now with my nieces and nephews. And one of my little nephews happened to break the guitar that I've gotten for them. And as I took apart part of the guitar, the, uh, the input jack, if you know guitars, I, we noticed that the, the wires had come unconnected. Now, if you don't know anything about electronics, and which I don't either, I, everything I learn, I, I learn on YouTube, was I, I, found, I, I found videos of them reattaching these things with a soldering iron. And then I found online that, you know, I, I found a, a soldering iron at a, at a hardware store that was like five bucks, and the solder itself was like four. And so for less than $10, I fixed this guitar. But like the savings of the money that I, I saved as opposed to taking that to a professional guitar repair shop was probably a decent amount, but that didn't, that didn't even matter. Like it was so, once I sat down and I did this and I was worried, like I was worried about, you know, doing the soldering, if it would like get on anything, if it would, if it would, I, I don't know. Cause I don't know anything about this. Right. And so I watched some videos and I'd also seen a friend of mine, I'd seen him do some soldering. And so after a good probably hour or two of just sitting there worrying, thinking about all the, all the ways that I could mess it up and watching and finding different videos online, I finally just sat down and did it. And, and, I, was, and I was still worried. I was still a little bit worried, but it actually turned out pretty well. You know, it, it turned out really well. And, and I, when I tested the guitar and, you know, the, I'd finished the soldering, and it actually worked. I was so happy. I was like thrilled. It was like 12 in the morning. So I couldn't really just call someone on the phone and be like, dude, check what I, guess what I did. 
but I, but I really wanted to. <laughs> I, I really did want to, you know, call somebody up and be like, hey, I just, I just soldered for the first time. I mean, the last time I did that was like in jewelry class years ago in high school. We're talking like 20 plus years ago. You know, and I think it's those things that we really try, that we really take on, that are exciting. You know, and another thing that I, that happened for me was yesterday I, I went ice skating with my little nieces and nephews. And as we were skating, my, my nephew, my five-year-old nephew, Austin, was not, you know, he, he was really worried about falling. And he was, and he was holding onto the side of the rail and he was kind of basically just walking on the ice. And, you know, plenty of times I was just kind of holding him so he didn't fall on the ice. And then we sat in the, we were actually at a ice, a legit ice rink. So we, obviously, um, so we sat in the, the t- one of the team boxes because he was, he wanted to take a break. He was getting frustrated. And as I opened up on online, I just looked up on Google. I was like, hey, how do you teach a five-year-old to ice skate? I don't know how to. I don't know how to teach a five-year-old how to ice skate. And I pulled up this, this really cool article. If you search teaching five-year-old to ice skate, it'll be the first one that pops up. But it talked about teaching them to stomp around like dinosaurs. Like just teach them to march. When they start marching, they start taking really short steps. And then they stomp. And they really enjoy it. Well, beyond like my wildest imagination, he did this. He started stomping. He, he started doing what I told him to do. And he was able to skate. Like legit skate. I mean, so much so that we let him skate by himself without me holding his hand for fear that he would fall. And then with his, uh, his mom, my, my sister, wanted me to help out her, her, her three-year-old. And so I did the same thing with him. I, I just kind of taught him to stomp and stomp, and, and he was really worried. He thought his skates were, the ice was too slippery for his skates. And it, it was cool because as we, you know, as I helped him learn to just stomp, he was able to skate. And the other important thing here was also that said in that article was teach them to learn to fall. You know, and I think this is really important, you know, even going into the new season. Learn how to fall. It is so different. Like, if you guys know anything about ice skating, what you don't want to do is hit your head. Like, if you fall on your butt, like, okay, there's no, no big deal. It doesn't matter. But if you fall on your head, that is a big deal. That's, that's a really big deal without a helmet. And so I, I taught them, hey, when you fall, don't fall on your back. Fall on your butt. Just sit down on the ice. If you're going to fall, sit on the ice. You know, you, and, you, and so as we did this, as they were able to just fall and as they were able to realize it's not so bad, they were able to skate. And truthfully, my, my three-year-old and my five-year-old nephew, they were having so much fun when we wanted to go because, well, my feet were really hurting because if you've ever had, ever had rental skates, they are not fun. I don't care how sharp they say they are. They never sharpen them like real skates. It's not that hard, guys. If you work in a rental shop or if you know someone that works at a hockey rental shop, please, for the love, just tell them to sharpen the skates like they would a normal hockey skate they're getting paid for. And people would love rental skates. Well, not love, but they would like them a lot more. 
Anyway, so my, my feet were getting sore and they were ready to, and they weren't ready to go. Why? Because they learn how to skate. Oh my goodness. There was something so exciting about helping them learn that, about helping them try. And then when I got to do that same thing with the soldering iron, it's like, okay, well, I, I could mess this up. And it's like, okay, well, this guitar is only about 50 bucks. And I was one of the people that bought it for him. And so like, who cares? If you break it, you break it. If you mess it up, you mess it up. And if you don't, you have a really cool experience. Guys, what are you missing out on in your life right now? Because you're not willing to try. I, I think so often, and you know, this is, I mean, one of the one of the thoughts and ideas to talk about today was to learn to fall. It's to learn how to fall. Learn how to be okay when you fall. It's not so bad. Now, granted, if you take your expectations up to the moon and you fall from that high because the, the single person that you wanted to be with for the rest of your life says no, yeah, that, that's probably going to hurt pretty bad. But if you just understand the nature of relationships, the nature of all aspects of life, is throw yourself into life. And yeah, sometimes you're going to get hit. Sometimes you're going to get punched. Sometimes you're going to get kicked down. But you got to get, get back up. You know, and a new season is a time to get back up. You know, I love something about sports. That it does not matter how bad your last season was. Yes, you do carry that around a little bit in your head. But you always have a new season. Always. I really like something that they do over in what they call the English Premier League over in England soccer. The bottom two teams are actually moved to the next league down. You know, they, whereas in the USA, all of our main leagues, if, you, if you're the bottom team, you basically get the number one draft pick. So you get the best draft pick because you lost the most games. I mean, I kind of like the idea, like I said, of the English Premier League. Could you imagine if they, we had that kind of built up where, you know, you lose those couple games and you go down, or like you lose your season and you actually go down. So in uh, like the NBA, for example, would be the NBA teams would all be there, but there would be a G League team that the bottom two teams and the, the top two G League teams would swap places, basically. So I think that's kind of cool. You know, and, and the other thing that, would, that does, is, as I'm just thinking about it right now, is when we go to, like in the English Premier League, when they get relegated to the lower, the lower league, it actually gives them like less competition. You know, you, you didn't hack it with the bigger people and you, you got to learn some of the skills to hack it with the little people again to make it back up. I, I think it's kind of a cool idea. I don't think it'll ever catch on in uh, the USA, but, but I do kind of like the idea. You know, and, and for each of you, no matter what you're taking on, you know, for years I was striving to, you know, basically make this six-figure coaching practice. And you know what I've come to learn is for myself and even other people around me, many, many coaches, they struggle. 
and uh, you know coming up with and just getting to the point that I you know I have a, a five figure or a, what's the number I was thinking of uh, you know a, a five thousand dollar business a month like that that would be revolutionary because for so long I've just kind of gotten by and I've I've had all these huge ideas you know and the other thing that happened even when it was working really well as I thought that I was doing too much work and there had to be an easier way. There's not an easier way, guys. The easier way is to do whatever thing that you feel like you need to be doing because that's the only way. It doesn't matter how much work it takes you to get where you want to be. As you're working towards that, if you have other ideas come that, are, that work, awesome. But if not, don't worry so much about it. I, what if you could put, put behind you your entire life? So what I mean by that is, what if you could put behind you every past failure, every past frustration, everything that you've ever been through in your life? What if you could put all that thinking behind you? You know, as I was, happened to be at the temple recently, I had a powerful realization that it wasn't just for all our sins, the quote-unquote bad things that we do, that Jesus Christ came and died for our sins. He did it for every suffering, every pain, every thought, every, every everything. If we'll just turn it back over to Him. He doesn't want you to sit there and be so frustrated about your past life. He wants you to become a new person. You know, we look at the example of Paul in the Bible, who went from becoming the Saul, this massive, massive murderer, like legit murderer, to becoming an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. How is that possible that someone that is a murderer can change their life? And become a new person through Christ. I just said it right there. It's through Christ. It, it's through hope. Like, this is the time. This is the season for hope. Isn't it cool that no matter what happens in snow, when that fresh snowfall comes, you can't make out any of the tracks underneath it. They're gone. All of your tracks, everything that you've done in this life is not in stone. It's essentially in snow. And any given moment, you can cover that path over with the help of Jesus Christ. You know, there was something, so years ago, I, I was at BYU and I studied in the strategy program. And there was something we talked about in there called path dependence. And it basically said, and I think that's the word for it, but like, it's been a long time. So it basically says, if I climb to the top of a mountain, I have to go back down the mountain to climb up another mountain. I can't just jump from mountain to mountain. And in most cases, that is true. But I have seen people, no matter what they're trying to do, when they entrust their lives, when they, when they entrust their power to Christ, they are able to do so much more. 
I, I've, I've seen people, I've, and I, I've heard of people stopping cold turkey of smoking, of drinking, of whatever challenge they are facing in their life when they ask for help. You know, it's interesting, and I found this yesterday. As I was, when I was sitting down, I just, like, it just really occurs to me, if I don't know how to do something, if I think somebody on the internet can teach me something, I'll look it up. And so when I looked up and found that very helpful guide, oh, well, help them learn how to fall and help them learn to stomp like dinosaurs. And everything else took care of itself. It's almost like we're afraid to ask for help. We're afraid to ask for coaching. We're afraid to ask for anything. We want to do it ourselves. We want to be like the little kid that looks to his parents and says, Hey, you know what? No, I don't want your help. Guys, if I hadn't asked for help yesterday through Google, and and I believe we can be inspired to sources to turn. I was inspired to to work with the coach that I'm now working with. I was definitely led to my mentor, Michael Neal. Like, we are led, we are inspired, and we are guided. And even the times that we have the strongest impressions about what to do, we oftentimes don't do it. What if we stopped doing that? What if we started looking for help? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm looking for a new season of life. No, I am not saying to listen to everything people say because people have all kinds of things that they want to share and tell you. They just do. They think they know what they're doing. I mean, the true place, like I was listening to something Michael Neal said, the true place to look is those times that our lives have been transformed the most. What were we doing? Oh, well, that one time that my life was was transforming the most, I was working really hard and really intentional. And I was focused on one specific goal. Now, these things don't have to be, they don't have to be like, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have to be a drag. You can make anything fun. You just have to realize how you work. I mean, one thing that helped me originally get the first draft of my book done was rewarding myself with amounts of video game time on a game that I only let myself play when I wrote. Well, then I stopped doing that for a few years and I haven't finished the second draft of my book. So it's like, okay, well, let's go back to what was working. But no, I I, I should be able, I should be strong enough. I should be amazing enough. I shouldn't have to use any techniques or trick. All of us use techniques and tricks. We're not always, always inspired. When I go to the gym, I'm not always, always inspired. I'm there, I'm putting in the work, and I love the results. You know, we we have times that we want to, we we have times that we don't. And that's okay. What is it that you need to do as you go into this new season of life to create your new life? The life that you truly desire. What is it? What is the time of your life that you were the most successful? Go back to doing that. You know, and and when you start getting, especially towards the end of the year, don't make any rash decisions. 
That's the time that we always feel this desire to make rash decisions. But truthfully, what if you could let your past go? And what if all that happens is we have thoughts arise about our past that frustrate us? I believe part of this is habitual thinking. I believe part of this is the adversary. And we'll just sum that up and call it crazy leprechaun thinking. It's just recognizing that it's all thought. Recognizing that everything coming through you is just thought. That is all it is. And you don't have to act on it. You don't have to do anything from it. You can, but you don't have to. You get to choose. You get to make the choice. I mean, as I look back on some of the most successful and happy times of my life, one was a time where I was on my mission. I set four challenging goals. Four challenging goals that I wanted to accomplish. And I did them. You know, I want to caution you guys here because there's something that I did last year that I'm actually really grateful it's over. Last year, on the first of the year, I was a religious leader of, of mine posted on Instagram named Russell M. Nelson to pick resolutions and things that you would be resolute in. Now, what I chose to do was to pick things that I really thought I should be doing, but for whatever reason that I wasn't. And as of this recording, we're three days away from the end of the year. I have not missed a single day. But that has not been a fun experience. And it hasn't been as productive as I wanted. Like I picked things that I would do every day. But when it's, when it's 12 o'clock at night and you just have to play 21 minutes of guitar, you're not going to be playing your best guitar. I mean, especially if other people in your house happen to be sleeping. You're probably just going to play as quietly as possible. And when push comes to shove, I set up little safety valves because I knew this would be challenging at times. Because when I'm on vacation or when I'm spending time with family or when I'm spending time with friends, on the way down and back to seeing my friends, I would have to listen to a book about writing. I mean, the only thing that I really never let myself get away with was anything except playing the guitar. And yes, I did get a lot better, but it did take some of the fun out of it. So I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend an entire year-long experiment for resolutions. The way I look at it now is, I was told something recently is just, which I'm sure you guys have heard before, but don't just focus on being busy, focus on being productive. Now, and now, like, I've, I have the It's Possible Challenge if you guys follow me over on social media, which has been fun. And sometimes that, that has been pushed to shove. But you know what's really been hard about that? Is it's like, well, I've already committed to do all these other things. 
where am I going to find the time to get this challenge done? That's really what it's been. Oh my goodness, guys, I am going to feel so relieved here in three days. Yes, I will finish. Yes, I will complete it. But I don't recommend just doing that. And also allowing yourself, me personally, I live by so many rules sometimes. I don't know why. I mean, something to explore probably for me later, but it's about giving yourself the freedom and flexibility. You know, it's kind of like with this guitar that I was working on. I really did. I spent oh, probably an hour or two worried about doing this. It's like, okay, is it safe to solder inside a house? Am I going to screw up my, my uh, sister's table? Like, what, what's going to happen? And I figured out things around all of those. I mean, I think the question that would have helped me the most is, okay, well, I'm going to do this because I, I, I'm going to do it. I already told my nephew that I'd fix his guitar. Okay, so what is my first step? And it will come to you. There's a, a wonderful, wonderful book, if you guys haven't read it yet, called The Rich Man's Secret. And it says in there, take the first step, no more, no less, and the next will be revealed. Guys, I want you to think of this next season of your life as your time to create anything that you desire, anything that you want to, anything that you want to bring to creation in this world. There's a scripture that came to me the other day while I was in church, and it's in the Book of Mormon, and it says Alma 34, uh, verse 32. And it says, For behold, this life is the time for men to prepare to meet God. Yea, behold, the day of this life is the day for men to perform their labors. And where it says labors, I love this. It, it has a footnote that says good works and industry. And above that, where it says to prepare, it, it has something that sells self-mastery. Guys, now is your time to prepare. Now is your time to create. And we spend so much more of our time thinking about all the things that we did not get done the year before instead of, oh my goodness, this is my time to create. Now, I also want to put in here, learn to fall. Learn to fall. It is so important to remember there is times that you are going to mess up. It just happens. It really does. Just understanding and accept that. But what we normally do is we've said, oh my goodness, my life is finally turning around. My life is finally changing. And all of a sudden we get wrapped up and, and we miss one day and it's like, oh no, I'm the same person I was before. That I'm the same person I was before is just a thought. And it's a thought that you don't have to give any attention to, any power to whatsoever because it's just a thought. And once again, it's habitual thinking and it's the adversary, a combination of those. You just have to recognize, oh, there's that thought. You know, there, there's something in a, a book that I, I read that said, the more I learn about this understanding, it's more about, you know, fewer, fewer commas, more full stops. And a full stop, I think, in England is a period um, in the USA. But like, you didn't get your reading done, period. 
not you didn't get your reading done and so it's going to be like every other year or you didn't work very hard today you're becoming your old self like it doesn't it, it doesn't mean that it's just a thought that goes through our head and when you are at your best you do amazingly well all you have to do is get back to that but those thoughts that take you away from that good beautiful feeling of the spirit that peace that joy that it, those are not the feelings you want to focus on. And then they can be so clever, so discreet. The other thing I want to add here, I, I do think, you know, for the past five years, since I've come across this new understanding known as the three principles, um, I haven't got done near as much as I wanted to or near as much as I thought I should have gotten done. So I'm learning now there's a balance between, yeah, it's wonderful to live in this beautiful feeling all the time, but there's also an entire world out there to explore. There's an entire, all kinds of projects, all kinds of things that I can go create. And when I let go of the thinking in my head, I do really well. And I don't know about you. I don't, I don't know how you work. I don't know how you operate. But, but I do. I really do so much better without so much thinking in my head. And so do you. When those thoughts come up of, oh my goodness, here we go again. Here We Go Again is a wonderful song by some band from the 80s, but it is a terrible way to live our lives. It's not Here I Go Again. It's, oh, okay, yeah, I, I chose not to work very hard today, or I chose not to do my writing for my book today. What will I do tomorrow? It's more about getting curious than getting furious. <laughs> that might be a good title for another podcast. Um, Guys, get curious instead of getting furious. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Allow yourself to go in. Allow yourself to get curious. Allow yourself to dive in and see, okay, what happened today? And really go in. Really do a little bit of introspection. I also feel it's super important to have checkpoints. You know, there's a book. It's called, um, I think it's called The 12-Week Year. And in there, he talks about basically setting one big project every three months. It's a, it's a really cool concept. It's a really cool idea. And it's something I'm even toying around with. Like every, you know, every 90 days of having a certain project that I'm working on. And I've, I've already got ideas for the first 90 days for my project where I'm going to finally take on something that I have not been able to accomplish in many years and sadly, like many coaches out there, a very, very few percentage of them are making any money because they, they also, because the power they have, because of the amazing things that they can help other people create in the world. I mean, I truthfully, I've helped people make millions of dollars. I've helped them find the person of their dreams. I've helped them get married. I've helped them, you know, like all kinds of things. But I've dealt with a lot of self-doubt. I've done a lot, lot of that crazy leprechaun thinking. And so I've really struggled. Now, that being said, so many other coaches do also because of the impact they have the ability to create. And, and we just stop. So, you know, my even ask to you guys, if you happen, you know, I, I currently do have a couple spots open. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, 
but if you're listening to it around December 22, I, I do have a couple spots open in my practice. And if you happen to know someone that's looking for a coach, feel free to have them connect with me. And I'm more than happy to have a conversation with them. I love having that conversation with people and helping them wake up to who they truly are and to their true potential. There, there's almost nothing like it. It is so exciting. It's like when I see my little nephews begin to skate for the first time, they're like, and it was as simple as, oh, yeah, all you have to do is stomp around like dinosaurs. Oh, really? Like that'll help little kids skate? Yeah, it will. And it's awesome. And seeing the way they light up and seeing the way I lit up last night when I did that soldering job. Oh, so that, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say my, my big project for these 90 days is getting myself to the point I finally get to a, a $5,000 a month coaching practice. Like, and that's my goal. Now, I'm not, I'm not declaring that, guys. I'm just, just to clarify, like, the, this is, but that is something I'm, I'm strongly considering. Um, I'm going to, but it feels really good. So there's, I think I'm going to. Like, when, when we go forward, all kinds of things happen. When you go forward in what you desire, all kinds of amazing things begin to happen in your life. There's a quote by Stephen King that says, You can, you should. And if you're brave enough to start, you will. There's a quote by Scottish mountaineer W.H. Murray that says, Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back, always in effectiveness, concerning all acts of initiative and creation. There is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. That the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents, meetings and material assistance, which no man could have dreamt, would have come his way. I learned a deep respect for one of Goth's couplets. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Now, right before this, he says this quote, We hadn't really done anything. But when I had said that nothing had been done, I erred in one important matter. We had definitely committed ourselves. And we're halfway out of our ruts. We had put down our passage money, booked a sailing to Bombay. This may sound too simple, but is, in great, is great in consequence. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. And, and then he goes on to you know, finish the quote that I just quoted. Guys, all you have to do is book a ticket. All you have to do is take a tiny step and, and decide. The direction that you want to go. What do you feel excited about? What do you feel like, like a little kid about? Like you just feel excited like a, like a little kid at Christmas. Oh my goodness, what if I could accomplish that? What if I really could do that thing? What if I could write that book? You can. Everything seems so hard until you start. It, it seemed really challenging for me to sit down and write a book until I started doing it. And sometimes it still does. It seemed really hard to solder that guitar until I actually did it. 
And if we have so much thinking, oh my goodness, think of everything that could go wrong. No, think of everything that could go right. So I would invite you over the course of this next week, if you haven't already, to sit down and just play Storm. What does that mean? It means take out a blank piece of paper and just start writing on it. If you want to go to one of your favorite restaurants and just sit there at lunch and just start writing, play some of your favorite music, you know, maybe turn up, you know, put on some headphones and just go to town on something that makes you feel so excited and then write it down. And then I'd also invite you to put that into, put it into like a letter to yourself and say, oh my goodness, Joseph, I can't believe it. This year has been amazing. Can you believe it? We've accomplished this and this and this and this and this. Not because somebody else tells you to, but because you want to. I don't want to have a coaching, a, a thriving coaching business because somebody told me to. I want to have that because it's always what I've wanted. It's just I've, I've confused sometimes the crazy leprechaun thinking for that other feeling which just feels awful, which is telling me to stop. Once you have peace, once you have joy about doing something, you can go forward and do it. So once again, guys, now, A new year is a time for a new season and a new you. So go be that new you. And if you're struggling being that new you, hey, come talk to me. I run a couple of of free group coaching sessions. Just go to happyandsingle.com. So happy, the letter N, single.com. And you'll see the schedule for whatever month it is that you're listening to this in. And come and you'll be amazed at what will happen, even from just getting a little clarity. You know, we need more clarity in our lives. We need to get clear on what we're up to, clear on what we're, what we're spending our time on, and also noticing, is it working? Is this action working? Not necessarily whether the results, like see, that we see the results exactly, but if we feel like it's working, if we feel good about it. And, and I mean, of course, you know, notice the results and stuff too, but sometimes those can be deceiving. You know, and, and I like the analogy of a bamboo tree. A bamboo tree doesn't grow at all for five years, and then it shoots up like crazy. So no matter what you've done in the past five years, imagine you're a bamboo tree. And it's like, hey, yeah, I had five years under the ground, and now I'm, now I'm rising up. And then go do it. And when you fall, learn to fall. Be like, oh, hey, use, use a period instead of a comma. Oh, yeah, I, I got... I got lost in, you know, playing video games or watching TV or, you know, on that latest, that latest series on whatever I'm streaming. Okay. Leave it there. It's not, oh, I didn't do this. And now this means I've got to change my life. And now this, I've got to change my career and I've got to change this. And I've got to change this. And I've got to change this. Don't do that. Just allow yourself to say, oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Even for this hour, for this day, for the, even for the last 10 minutes. And then once again, a new year, a new season, a new you. Now, what is it that you felt felt inspired to do after listening to this podcast today? What what is it that you want to create in this new year? Sit down, do do the play storming we talked about, and have some fun. And this really could be the best year of your life. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, 
But that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.